Welcome to Word and a Weapon Podcast. Biblically guided safety and security tips, techniques, and tactics for everyday Christian warriors. With your host, Guy Beveridge, CEO of Protectors Toolkit, Christian safety and security made simple. Now here's your host, Guy Beveridge. Welcome once again, my friends, to Word and a Weapon Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1. You know, Word and a Weapon is a podcast that's easy to get into, get out of, and get on with your day. It's a fun size or bite-sized podcast that gives you a word from the Word, you know, something that came into my life in the last days or weeks that impacted me as a Christian, either from the from my Bible studies or a sermon that I read or heard, or something that just came up so frequently, I know God was giving it to me so I could give it to you. And then I give you a weapon, something you can take with you to have in your toolbox or have in your tool belt as a Christian warrior operating in the days and times that we are currently living in. It's a tip, trick, or technique that you can implement in your day-to-day operations as a warrior. So let's get into it today. So congratulations, you made it. It's 2021. And if you're like most Americans, you're making resolutions. New Year's resolutions are great. As typical in this season, New Year's uh, that we have resolutions, we have resolutions for health. Uh, Sometimes we have resolutions for wealth or some other important milestone or achievement we want to accomplish in our life. We give it a resolution. I'm going to resolve to do this. In a survey by people that survey such things, 31% of survey participants plan on making resolutions for 2021 while 19% are still undecided. It seems to me that those 19% could just resolve to making up their mind and they may be further ahead. Of those that made a resolution in 2020, 35% kept all of their resolutions. That's a low number if you ask me. 49% kept some of their resolutions and only 16% failed at keeping any of their resolutions. You know, as a Christian, that's that's sometimes tough to take in those numbers to think that people are failing at things they resolve to do or want to do in their life. Of those, um, according to a study of 2,000 people, here are the five most common resolutions that were made in 2019. Number one was exercise more. Number two, eat healthier. Number three, save money. Number four, learn a new skill. Number five, quit smoking. Every year, the number one resolution stays the same, exercise more. According to statistics, more than 12% of new gym memberships start in January. So if you're a gym member, you're going to start seeing some new people and new faces in your gym. Be kind to those people. They're showing up just like you did at one point in your life. During January, Google searches for health and fitness peak. That's fantastic, and that's awesome, of course. Well, not so fast, though. Statistics also say that out of those new January joining members, 80% will quit within five months, and 14% quit before the end of February. Yikes! That's crazy if you're a gym owner. And even worse, if you're one of the ones that quit. You joined for a reason, right? To get healthier, meet some sort of uh, resolution or resolve that you had inside yourself. But take heart. Listen, this isn't going to be a podcast on joining gyms or making New Year's resolution. This is a podcast about real change from a biblical perspective. Think of it this way. Resolutions are things you tell yourself and work on for yourself with little to no help from anyone. However, goals are things you commit to. I think as Christians, we sometimes fail at our resolution because uh, we have the wrong perspective on this tradition, on New Year's tradition of making resolutions. You see, resolutions are statements of intention, while goals are statements of commitment. Resolutions are often vague. 
I will get in shape or I will be more productive. Resolutions also tend to aim for extreme changes. I will stop overspending or I will lose 30 pounds by April. This creates an intimidating gap between where you are and where you want to be with no actionable steps in the middle. This is like having two pieces of bread with nothing in the middle and trying to call it a sandwich. Come on now. This is also why 80% of New Year's resolutions fail. I like to think of, of it as resolutions being secular while goals are simply God are something God desires of us. Resolutions are great intentions, but goal setting is biblical. So let's listen what the Bible has to say on setting goals. In Proverbs 21.5, it says this, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to poverty. My friends, in Philippians 3.14, it says this, In Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, he wrote, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. In Luke 13.22, it says this, He, meaning Jesus, replied, Go tell that fox, I will drive out demons and heal people today and tomorrow, and on the third day, I will reach my goal. In this, of course, Christ is referring to Herod as a fox. So goal setting was part of Christ's thinking. First and foremost, his goal was to do the will of his heavenly father. That is the goal that got him out of bed in the morning, if you will. It was a joint mission with the Holy Spirit. His goal was also to serve people. He cast out demons. He healed. He taught Jesus was a focused individual with specific goals in mind, and of course, the one end goal in mind in the crucifixion. God also has a lot to say about goals and intentional planning. Heck, even Jesus had goals, as we saw right here. God desires for us to live on purpose and not by accident. Living on purpose is intentional, and you know what? It's easier done when you have goals. Did you know what's so wonderful about God? Well, quite frankly, a lot, of, a lot of things, actually. But perhaps the most important is that he wants to partner with you in your life. He wants to do life hand in hand with you. When you feel lost in your goals and purpose, when you're not sure which path to take or what goals to choose, he wants you to ask him for help. And he loves giving it. That's the great thing about God. He wants to help us in everything we do, friend. So lean on him. And we're not going to set resolutions. We're going to work on goals. Jesus tells us, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. That's obviously out of James 1 and 5. Even with the best laid plans, the best written out goals you could think of, whatever you could put down, no matter what you think of, we still need God's help. We can't achieve our goals with our power alone. It's just not possible. Thankfully, God didn't design us to do it on our own anyhow. If you've lived long enough, you know that as flawed creatures, we could imagine some pretty crazy things. And by extension, we could come up with some pretty outrageous goals. So then when you start thinking about it, God can do far more with what we can imagine is utterly amazing and exciting and a gift for goal setters. There's nothing that you could think up that God couldn't help you to achieve if that was his will for your life. God backs up the theory by giving us true stories in his word about how he did God-sized things through ordinary people. Just look at Joseph. He was a dreamer that was sold into slavery, who was put in charge of all of Egypt. How about Moses? He was a man slow of speech and tongue, who was used to stand up against one of the most powerful rulers of his day. 
Saul, a persecutor of Christians who became one of the greatest missionaries of all times. God even changed his name. Mary, we know the story, a young girl from a town called Nazareth who gave birth to the Savior of the world. Yes, God will use ordinary people to do God-sized amazing things in your life. The Bible is filled with stories like these stories where ordinary people just like you end up being used by God in astonishing stories of life change. Nothing is impossible, my friend, with God. Do you know what this means? Like I said, you can dream any God-sized dream you want. You can set God-sized goals for your life. You can do this only because God can do anything and only because we can call on his power when ours begin to fail. Think of all the times you made a commitment to stick to a new diet or were excited about New Year's resolutions only to never see them realized. Those are the times when God's power and help can make your goals become reality. God is absolutely in the business of changing lives. We know that. He can take ordinary people and do exceedingly abundant, remarkable, and extraordinary things. By trusting in God's power to help you change and not in your willpower alone, great things can and will happen. So you know what that means? It's your permission slip from God to go ahead and dream big. Go ahead and set God-sized goals for your life. God can make changes in your life that you never imagined possible. All we humans can do is believe that reaching goals in God's eyes is not like reaching goals to the rest of us. No matter if every one of our senses warns us we are not getting anywhere, we don't have to worry or try to measure our progress against man-made deadlines. All we have to do is make sure we are doing whatever God wants us to do right this minute. He'll take care of our direction, keep us on the right path to his success, his way, and his timing. We can trust God because his thoughts are greater than our thoughts. His infinite ways are beyond our finite ways. So go ahead, friend. Set your big goals. Then talk them over with your Heavenly Father. Pray on them with Him. Listen to His guidance. Hear His goals for your life. And then work together to achieve them. So that's your word part of the podcast. So let's get into the weapon. We can't hardly talk about goals without giving you some tips, tricks, and techniques to be better at goal setting and goal achieving probably more important. Instead of making resolutions, setting measurable goals is more likely to lead to success and seeing your hopes and dreams come to fruition. Want to increase the chances of seeing your dreams become reality? Here's what I have uh, for goal setting tips that will get you started on your journey to reaching your goals. Number one, write your goals. Remember, these are your goals. They have to be what you want to do. Pick goals you want to accomplish the most. Believe it or not, you won't just fall into a routine with your new goals. They're not going to be a habit for you. Achieving goals involves deviating from the daily monotony, stepping outside of your comfort zone, and challenging yourself. Writing down your goals allows you to free up some of that men mental clutter so that you can visualize those things that you want to achieve. Also, tracking your progress by checking things off will give you a sense of accomplishment motivating you to keep going. Number two, we're going to write some action steps. We can have goals, but we need to know how to move forward. Write down an action you can take this week, right now, that will move you forward in accomplishing your goals that you set for yourself. And we also want to make sure that goals are small. We're not going huge with our goals as far as numbers. Two or three goals are easily achieved. More than 10 or 12 goals are. So make sure you're keeping that number to a thing, uh, a pace that you can keep up with. 
Find someone who will hold you accountable. Ideally, this may uh, be a friend that you're close with, uh, a relative even, maybe your parents. It can be a friend from church. Um, uh, you want to have a person who is going to hold you accountable, someone who is trustworthy, someone who has your best interest at heart, someone who isn't going to be afraid to ask you how you're doing, someone who isn't going to let you off the hook when you aren't getting the job done. Also, someone who is going to support you even when you fall or falter or trip or stumble. Someone who's going to give you, uh, going to be encouraging you to pursue your goals. Someone who will actually listen to you when they at, when they ask you about your goals and remind you of your commitments. It's all about accountability in this, making sure that we are held accountable to the goals we set. Have a good accountability buddy is what I like to say. And, of course, if you've uh, done goals before, you understand the SMART aspect of goals, but we want to make our goals SMART, S-M-A-R-T. SMART goals require that goals are specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. While this model is great for goals, it lacks the God component that I think is very important that we discussed up in the Word in achieving goals. So here's another option for SMART goals that may make it feel a bit better or a bit more connected for those who prefer to put their focus back on God. Specific, we've got to be able to understand exactly what the goal is. We have to make it specific. I want to be a better person. That's not specific. What do you mean by better person? Drill down into that. Peel back the layers of the onion. Keep in mind that goals are designed to help show you the way, especially with God's guidance. It's nice to know that we're not alone in the process. As Christians, we are blessed with access to the guidance and support of the greatest power in the universe. When we talk about measurable, we can also say meaningful. Goals are either measurable or meaningful. We need to be able to measure our progress. How do we know we're moving forward if we can't measure? That's another reason why we say your goal should be specific. When it comes to meaningful goal setting, praying is the best way to jumpstart the process. By setting smart goals in the context of prayer, there's a much greater likelihood that they will be meaningful and glorify God as well. And friends, when we talk about attainable, that is attainable by you. I want to go out with this person. It all, Well, that's not just you. That also depends on that person. Therefore, the goal is not attainable by your own efforts. If this is God-led, and your goal should be, obviously, it requires God to, and it requires God to intervene, that's fine. As long as you're sure and you've prayed on it that this is God's leading you and not your own. Trust that God will provide and what is needed in his perfect timing. If you're anything like me, you want a perfect plan and infinite resources and a schedule that's right on track. No, that's not going to happen a lot of times. I make plans, but God makes better ones. I learned a long time ago, friends, to stop asking God for what I want, and I started asking him what he wants for me, and then it's just easier if I would do that. A lot, lot less uh, pain uh, along the way if you do that. When we're talking about being realistic with our goals, the goal should be something you're capable of doing. I am, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm not going to slam dunk a basketball in a regulation hoop. So asking for a goal of becoming a starting point guard in the NBA or to dunk a basketball is not a realistic goal for me. Maybe more important for the Christian here is that, the, that we set relevant goals and set them with purpose. Setting relevant goals that have purpose will help you develop the focus necessary to achieve your SMART goals. Ask yourself, how is the goal relevant to the purpose and gifts God has blessed you with? And time-based, 
There should be some component of time to your goal, a clock to completion. But be cautious that you aren't setting a grossly unachievable timeline, as well as making sure you aren't setting a timeline that is only of you and not aligned with God's desires. Submit to his will and time frame. He may want things done earlier or later than you plan. Be as flexible or as fluid as possible. Be patient and have faith if that is truly meant to happen. It will when the time is right. Remember, in all of our goal setting and prayers, we are more successful when we are being humble, specific, persistent, and expectant. As a last thought, we need to avoid comparisons. When you're working towards improving your life, it is common to compare yourself to other people. Your perception is that they are superior to you or more privileged in some way. Social media certainly doesn't help us in this. Your news feed overflows with announcements of your friends' new love interests, weight loss, new jobs, uh, and this quickly turns you into a green-eyed monster if you allow it. Jealousy is easy to get into, and comparison is easy to have if you aren't guarded and protected against it. How does this serve you exactly? It doesn't. When you compare yourself to others, you rob yourself of time you could be spending on your own self-improvement. It is also important to keep in mind that everyone's journey is different. Although we have similar destinations, our paths are often quite very different. Follow your own path. Goal setting is your biggest weapon against complacency and failing at resolutions. Be intentional and show up every day in expectation of crushing your goals. And as I always say, friends, I hope this blesses you and get addicted to your own personal safety. Thanks for listening to Word and a Weapon Podcast. We hope it blessed you today, and we hope you will share it so it will bless others that you love and care about. If you found value in this podcast, please review it or drop us a line at admin at protectortoolkit.com. You can find more tips, techniques, and tools for Christian warriors on all of our social media platforms like Facebook and Instagram by searching for Protectors Toolkit. And you can connect with me on Facebook at Guy Beverage Warrior, on Facebook at Guy Beverage Warrior. You can also get more free content and ideas like those shared here on our Protectors Toolkit YouTube page. If you're a church protector, we invite you to go to protectorstoolkit.com and sign up for your membership. It's a one-of-a-kind resource that gives you the one thing you can't buy, time. It gives you time back in your day by being your one-stop resource to help you build, develop, and lead your church safety and security ministry. The membership delivers easy-to-digest training and guides and provides you the forms and documents that you need to professionalize your church safety and security ministry. The membership also provides done-for-you team training modules to solve the problem of what to train your team on every month or every quarter. Again, thanks for listening. Make sure you bookmark us or put us on your favorites so you get updates when the next one comes out. And as always, get addicted to your own personal safety.